Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday, where three nerd friends talk about all things nerd geek and pop culture related. I am one third of the nerd, Sonny. Oh, and if you're watching the video, uh, I am flying solo this week. No Goose, no Maverick, just Iceman, baby. So, <clears throat> I didn't want to go again with two weeks without doing some kind of content, so I'm just going to pop on here, do a little solo episode for you guys. Uh, I'll be talking about Black Phone that came out last weekend. Uh, I'll talk about All of Us Are Dead, uh, the the second half that I didn't get to, to finish talking about last week or last episode. And then I'll talk about Stranger Things as well. And I think that's about it. Uh, I think those are like the main things I wanted to talk about. So we'll go ahead and try that. Don't mind me. I'm just drinking a nice uh, twisted tea here with my uh, Reckless Rodeo cowboy hat. Not cowboy hat, just hat. <laughs> so... Uh, and, and I'll be multitasking, doing a couple things here and there. So if you see my my eyes are not looking directly into you, into your soul, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's see here, Black Phone. Yes, so Black Phone came out last. Actually, I think two weeks ago at this point when this episode comes out, uh, starring Ethan Hawke. <clears throat> the, uh, the the movie itself. Let's give you a quick synopsis. There is a sleepy little town, uh, you know, suburban middle class family area. Uh, where they are experiencing a lot of kidnappings of children, and they uh, dub the killer the Grabber, uh, which is Ethan Hawke. And the main character that we follow throughout the film ends up being one of the uh, kidnapping victims of the Grabber. And then, well, that's pretty much the, that's, that's the main gist of the story. Uh, right off the bat, I'll tell you this. Um, did I find it scary? No. But did I find it unsettling and creepy? Absolutely. I think this movie is really good. Um, there are some elements I think they could have maybe changed a little, improved a little bit, little bit uh, upon. Uh, just for example, I think that personally, and this is, uh, I think it works better for the film when it's kind of uh, ambiguous. But for me, I kind of wanted some little, little backstory on, on the grabber itself, on, on himself. Uh, he, he hinted at some stuff that would lead to believe, oh, okay, you've, you know, clearly this is a reason why you're doing this in some weird way. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to leave it as spoiler-free as I can because I, I think people should go see it and watch it. The, if, if you've seen the trailer, you know there's a supernatural element to it. And it does, I, I think it works very well. Um, and I think the, re the reason why it works so well is because in the story, we only kind of see the, the ghosts, the supernatural entities. Um, it's kind of like one of those, uh, 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 like Albert Hitchcock things. We know what's going on and the character doesn't type of uh, scenario. And the main character, he, he can talk to him through his black phone and that is in the basement that he's currently locked up in. And we can see the ghosts as they interact with the world around him, but he can't see them. And I think it, it, it adds a little more creep factor to it than it normally would if he was able to see them and have a conversation with them. If you're a big Stephen King fan, I would go check this out. Uh, this is uh, adapted from a short story written by Joe Hill. And if you know the name, Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. This this feels like a Stephen King movie. Um, so it it's nice 
to kind of get away from the 80s nostalgia that we've seen in television and film in the past. I don't know. It feels like the last 20 years. But uh, this takes place in the 70s, and I really love that, like, grainy, muted color aesthetic of it. It it definitely looks like like the 70s, not the disco era. um, What is Studio 55? uh, Studio 55 or 54 uh, look, you know. Glitz and glamour and drugs all around. It just looks like a normal little suburb town, just having the 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 life and the color sucked out of it due to the the, the, the grabber. And there <laughs> there is a really intense scene in here. Uh, you know, I I won't say I got whooped and beaten as a ch- uh, child, but I, I did get the belt every now and then when you know when I needed it. And there's a scene in here that's really rough. It's uh, it it feels a little too real, and I I I, I gotta commend the the kid actors in here. I think they're pretty good. The little girl, uh, the sister of the main character, I think she was phenomenal. She gave everything she had in it. Uh, she is very believable. It was <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, she she's I I think she has a really bright future in this if she can continues to stay acting. So, um and. I want to talk about the father real quick because it's. I think there's, it's really hard to do what they did in here. Um, to make a villain or make a bad guy, not even necessarily a bad guy, someone you hate in a, in a story and in a movie, to be like, man, I just I want you to die. You're a piece of crap. I don't like you. Uh, the dad starts off as that, and yeah, don't get me wrong. Again, he he is a piece of shit throughout the film, but. He's a uh, alcoholic, you know. He he's an alcoholic. He's um, he lost his wife, and he kind of takes it out on his kids. But there's a scene that they actually give in, in the movie because I think I think predominantly he only has maybe three, maybe four scenes in there. Two of them are kind of significant. Two are really just in passing. He the 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 first big significant scene is where uh, he um, delts out a ass whooping to to one of his kids. And yeah, he's a piece of shit, and you hate him, and that doesn't really change. But you do feel some kind of sympathy, and you understand why he is the way he is later on in the movie. And I thought that was really well done. Again, you don't like him, but you feel sympathetic, and you understand why he is the way he is. And it's not just oh, he's just you know like there's 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 a lot of gray in the world. Not everything's black and white. There's there are things that are black and white. It, you know. That's that's uh, not for uh, negotiation, but there's a lot of things that lead people to do certain things or act a certain way, and everything has a cause and effect. And I, I think they really did well with, with with that character for a short amount of time he was on screen. They they find that they, they found that balance. I thought it was pretty well. Ethan Hawke, the uh, the uh, star of the show, the the, the sister uh, could have stole the show easily, almost did. But Ethan Hawke, again, not on screen a lot. But when he's on there, he is so good. He is so creepy. I think this is the first time I'm trying to think that he's ever played like this type of bad guy or even maybe a bad guy in general. And it's honestly very unsettling. It's very creepy. Um, you, you you don't know his motivations. <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't know what his motivations are. You don't know necessarily what he's thinking, why he's doing what he's doing. And it's it's kind of intense. At, at times, and I think it was. The, I think this was on purpose. To be honest with you, uh, they the the mask that he wears is 
interchangeable. So uh, the the bottom can come off. You can change the, the the bottom lip. You can just take that off. Just have the the bottom part and take the top off. I I, I think cosplayers are going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's a really cool idea. The again, the fact is, this multi layered mask that he has that interchangeable parts that kind of plays with what he's feeling at the time. Is he feeling mischievous? Is he feeling kind of sympathetic? Is he feeling kind of mad? Is he angry? All, all, all of that is able to be portrayed throughout his, his mask, and I think that's a really cool, cool concept. Uh, the ending is a little clean for, uh, for I think this type of feel that they were going for, but, uh, oh, but I, I actually did enjoy it a lot, um, the, despite being so perfect and kind of sewn up really, really nice. Um, and also, I the, the the final conflict it ends pretty abrupt, pretty quickly, and I'll I'll say personally I do enjoy that because often uh, uh, more often than not we we find that in horror films the the final act gets dragged out way too much to a point where it's like all right you could have ended this like ten minutes ago now 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 you're just trying to sh- uh, use up the budget or trying to sh- uh, stretch out the runtime. But this one, um, again, a little clean, a little too neat, but I think it works in the concept of everything that's going on. Um, the, the whole supernatural element comes in here. It's not re- never really explained. It's just one of those things that just so happens to be in the story. Um, it just give it um, what review I was watching. I, th- I think it was from uh, Double Toasted, and they brought it up. that oh, you know, like It, it kind of has that element um, from... Um, uh, what uh, like one night in Soho, where the character just has these powers, and it just never explained why. Uh, where in that film, I think it was just more of a a crutch to kind of get the story going, and they never really explained why or how or how it even worked. It just was one of those things, and I thought it, it kind of hurt the film more than actually helped it. Um, in this one, it it feels organic, in in a way, it feels kind of natural. It's just part of this world that no one talks about, and they probably should, but I think it's great. Overall, this, this like I said, this movie is really good. Um, it, it was made on like an $18 million, $19 million budget. Uh, just round it up, I'll say $20. Uh, it's all opening weekend. I think it brought in like $54, $48 million, somewhere in that range. So it's, it's made its money back, and it, it is considered a hit for the studio. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. I suspect it won't be in theaters for too long so if you can get out there and go see it maybe uh this the this uh holiday weekend or if it's still in theaters next weekend give it a shot if you like if you if you like this kind of like sense of dread the sense of kind of creepiness and the unsettling vibes of, of the main character you know uh definitely check it out and like i said i i, I would love more i would have loved more about the grabber himself, but I think in in the time of the era that we're in of uh, true crimes being so popular that it is still, I think it's really kind of cool to kind of build up his backstory on our own because minus a couple of little things, it's like minus the mask, uh, it, he feels like a genuine <laughs> real life killer. Um, he has a black van, and, and the way that he kidnaps the kids are very quick and very brutal. He's, it's, again, like, he has this thing where 
he plays this game called Naughty Boy, and they 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 never show it, but they explain to you uh, what it's like in the way that the kid describes it. It's pretty intense. So uh, you know you don't know what his motivations are. You don't know why he's doing it. You know like and I it's does he have like split personality? Is he schizophrenic? We don't know because depending again depending on what scene you're watching. He, he can be empathetic, he can be very sympathetic, he can be very mean, very abrupt, very uh, authoritative. It just kind of depending on what he wants, what kind of reaction he's looking for from the, his victims. And I think it's, it's really cool to kind of break it down and kind of think about it more. I am always a, a component of show, don't tell. But every now and then you do get a movie or a character where you're able to just build them up in your head. Because there, there's enough there to kind of piece it together. Kind of get an idea. And then again, also with uh, being uh, the era of true crimes, we can kind of piece together, oh, maybe he just wasn't hung enough as a kid, or maybe this happened to him, or maybe he just had a psychotic break one day, or, you know, it's like, is he a pedophile? We don't know. Is he just a killer? Is he, is he, does, he does he do it because he feels like it, because he wants to, or he has to? It's, it's, it's really cool to, to think of it like that. So... That's a really cool aspect, and again, uh, it, it can easily be something that, like, well, you can figure it out, but in here, there, there's enough little Easter eggs where it goes, okay, it's warranted for the, for the, uh, for after the movie to go get a, excuse me, to go get a drink or food and kind of talk about it and kind of speculate because there's enough there to kind of uh, to give you a general uh, idea, but now we can fill in the blanks. Some some movies, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I I didn't prepare on that aspect but they expect you to assume things without giving you any little details and why that could be and just as well if you know you know it's like no it, you have to lay out some kind of foundation for that to happen so um this is definitely overall a must watch check it out uh i the directing was really solid in this the the like i said i'm trying to trying to not give away things without giving away things, but like flashback scenes that we've seen, the way that it's shot like a, like an old Super 8 camera from the 70s is really cool. I, I love that aspect. There's just something about the graininess of film and like old, like um, old pictures from that era just looks creepy if put out, put out, out of context. And the, the, the opening credit scenes to the film is very, it, it sets up the world really quick and it kind of, puts you in this mood because the first scene is very bright and colorful and then after that everything gets kind of muted and dull and oh uh, <laughs> uh before uh, before i move on from black phone uh, again it feels very much like a stephen king story because uh this place is just this this town this school is full of bullies it, it just bully usa it's <laughs> it's 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 insane it's it takes all those tropes of a stephen king movie so I might have to edit that part out, but hey, we're we're back. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, where was I? I had to pause real quick. Okay, so, yeah. Stephen King story, yeah. Um, well, I kind of lost train at this point. So, anyways, go check out Black Phone. It is still in theaters. Check it out. Uh, I if if you like horror or like uh thrillers suspense thrillers with a little hint of uh supernatural in it this is definitely up your alley uh moving on from that 
We'll go ahead and talk about uh, All of Us Are Dead from Netflix. Uh, um, the last episode, I talked about the first half of it because it's a very long show. It's 12 episodes. Uh, the episodes are about an hour long, and not, not like TV, like hour, like 45 minutes. It's legitimately an hour plus for every episode. And um, if you remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I, I'm not too great at personal speaking. I, I can get my point across, but I have to stumble through a lot of roadblocks to get there. So bear with me, especially when uh, being on my own here. So I'll start going on tangents real fast. The, uh, the first half of All of Us Are Dead, I absolutely adored and loved that movie uh, show. <laughs> I, I, I loved it so far. I thought they were doing... They didn't reinvent the wheel when it came to zombie stuff, but they... We're able to do new creative things that made it feel fresh. Obviously, you, you, you're going to be so original with zombie films before it's just turned into a zombie movie or story. Um, I, thought, I thought for what they had and what they did, I thought it was done really well. Pardon me, just taking my, my vitamins of the day. So, I was a little concerned going into his... Uh, Finishing up uh, episode six, I think the second half can, can hold up as strong as the, the first one did. And I'm going to say yes. Uh, the, the last six episodes are fantastic, are just as good as the first half. It is, if you're looking for an up, upbeat story, something that has a happy ending or something like that, they, yeah, be careful what you're going into with this because this is one of those shows where legitimately no character is safe, not even the main characters. Or even the main character of the story is not safe. It's characters. What I will give big props to this story, and I think American writing can be a little more like this. Again, not everything needs to be depressing and sad, and you know, be very artful and meaningful. You can have happy things and be very artful. Uh, I think Ted Lasso's kind of proved that optimism and 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 having hope and. Being actually a good person is a viable formula if done right. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're um, I know it's not just us, but like um, America has a lot of TV, uh, was CBS, T, um, ABC, you know, procedural dramas, sitcoms that are just cut and dry the same thing. It's just different actors and a different setting and different ethnicities, but it's all the same, the exact same stories just done from a different viewpoint, but it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, in, in, in the amount of Korean films that I've, and TV shows that I've ingested over the years, they're not afraid to stab your heart, <laughs> rip it out your chest, step, step on and set it on fire. No character is safe. No storylines will be, ever be met sometimes. There are characters who are on the verge of redemption, of doing something to kind of redeem their actions, and then we stop dead in our tracks, and the character never ever gets that opportunity. And the 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 uh, cast of the show, or I guess the characters of the show, will only remember that character for the bad things they did instead of the redemption that they could have had. They cut that off real quick. There's characters that try their best to do good, and sometimes being the hero costs your life, and being a coward will is the price of your life as well. Or just being there at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just one of those things that they're not afraid to go there. 
and I think that hap- and I think that works really well. If if you watch Squid Games, you kind of have an idea. I I don't uh, there's 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 like I think maybe two actors, maybe maybe one or two that are in Squid Games that are in here, and they're they're very good in it. Um, so yeah, this is a show that is pr- again, it's not heavy heavy. Uh, it's not dealing with like certain um, uh, elements like uh, like rape or you know incest. And again, if if you've seen a couple of Korean films, that's not a real possibility either. But it it, again, it is dealing with morality of in in a time of chaos. Is there anything such that we can lean on, like morality, or is it just every man for themselves, or do we stick on, or do we hope for for the best, you know, or do we just say all is lost and there's there's no point in it at all? Um, and uh, a lot of that question is asked through some some of the um, videos that the the scientist uh, from the first half of the movie or show uh, kind of asks himself in these uh, video diaries that he records throughout his process of making the virus, seeing the the fallout, trying to create a vac- uh, a vaccine, and kind of asking these moral questions of is it worth it? Why are we doing this? So on and so forth. The action stays very strong, just like the first half. The zombie stuff is great. Um, and, man, the kids go through a lot. <laughs> they go through a lot. Um, although we, we do follow more of the other characters outside of the school a little more in the second half, the, the kids are still the main focus, and they go through a lot. And it's very, it's very punk in that aspect because... Not to uh, spoil or anything, I, I won't tell you where it happens, but when, a, when one of the kids goes, I'm never ever going to ever ask a, 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 an adult for help ever again. I, I no longer trust you. It's like, yeah, that's like, fuck, fuck authority. Fuck you guys. We, you left us and we had to do it ourselves. And that is really cool. Um, because, yeah, that, that, that is something that I think a lot of, uh, zombie stuff don't ever actually say out loud. You know, they may say, oh, they left us. Oh, my God. Oh, they'll come back. We have hope. They flat out go like, man, I hate you all. If this happens again, we'll take care of ourselves. I don't want nothing from you anymore. That's kind of cool. So, uh, again, I'm trying to avoid because because the, the second half is where we start to lose a lot of more characters. A lot more things start to happen. And it is kind of hard not to touch on it without going into spoilers. And I'm trying to keep it spoiler free, even though it's been out for a while. Um... It, it it did have some traction. It wasn't as popular as Squid Games, but um, uh, amongst like the YouTube React uh, community and watch along uh, community and those who were just looking for like the next Squid Game, it had some traction. It had some poss- uh, some possibility to kind of break out like that. It is getting a second season, so that's pretty exciting. But it wasn't as nowhere near as popular as Squid Game. So uh, i you know I don't want to put out all spoilers while there's still an opportunity you haven't even seen it. It might be sitting in your queue. You just haven't got around to it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I listened to the dub version. There's just so many characters, so much dialogue that I, I don't have time to read. And I'm, I'm not the slowest reader, but I'm not a fast reader either. So there'll be times where three, four characters talking at once. I can't do it. I don't, I don't, I can't keep up with it. And I'm trying to focus on what's on the screen and I'm trying to read. When I was, when I was a, a pompous little arrogant a-hole and filmed like, huh, 
film must be art, and it must have this and this, and that movie about a killer crocodile is absolutely stupid. I would have, I would have been like subtitles all the way. You have to watch it in in in, in its original uh, language. Some films you can do that with. This type of film, no, uh, or movie, TV show. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll keep doing that. So the dub version thing is fantastic. The acting is, the voice acting is pretty good. I think there's a couple of things they could have done a little bit better with some of their inflections, stuff like that. Um, I always like to say one of the best dub things I ever watched is um, my, my Hero Academia. I, I think they give each character their own personality and traits. Are, just by listening to their voice, you know what the character is. And here, for all of us are dead, it's a little... It's a little muddled sometimes of who's talking specifically without actually looking at their faces. Um, or um, the redub mastered version of Legend of Drunken Master 2. That is one of the best dub jobs I've ever seen in film or TV ever. I think it's utterly fantastic. Jackie Chan comes back to actually dub his own voice. Uh, now that he, at that time where he, he learned uh, English a lot better. And all the cast around him was utterly fantastic. Um, I think we have to kind of work on that a little bit, Netflix. Again, I don't know if Netflix is hiring the, the team to dub it or if it's a different company, but uh, uh, the dub version is solid. So if, if, if you are ashamed, don't like to say it out loud, that you, you like to watch the dub version, the dub version is very solid. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember if I uh, brought that up in the first half of the review, but yeah, it, it's the, the dub version is just as good. And man, again, I'll say it again, like I said last episode, that... Korean writing really knows how to make bad guys. You just like, hate them. Just, oh, with all your heart, you want them to die. <laughs> it's, oh, man. They're so good at that, that, that aspect. And, again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I really want to talk about it more in depth. I really want to. And maybe maybe in a couple of weeks or maybe a month, whatever, if people are interested... I'll uh, kind of we'll, we can kind of go a little more in depth into it, just kind of talk about it because I know Frank hasn't caught up at all. I think he's only a couple episodes in. Uh, Manny hasn't started it, as far as I'm aware. So if they ever watch it and then they want to talk about it, we we can go go into spoilers at that point. So we'll, we'll see what the future holds. But yeah, the second half is just as good as first. The, the show is solid. I think after I hit episode six, I just wanted to keep going. I just want to finish it as soon as I could, and I'm very, I'm very excited for season two. Um, I'm, all, I'm also gonna be a little, a little concerned because now, now, now we won't have the element of the school and these kids being on their own. Um, I'm pretty there's an easy way around that and making it work, but uh, is it gonna be like a train to Busan type of situation where the first movie was so good? It was so well done. It was a drama. It was a, it was horror. It was drama. It was uh, a father daughter story about being, you know, what it means to be a father, what it means to sacrifice for the ones you love, uh, what it, what what true love actually means. I again, I might be off on some points, but that's what I got from the film. And then the second one, from what I hear, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on Shutter. I do plan on watching it very soon. Uh, it basically just turns into like a large action, like set piece film. <laughs> kind of gets away from that, and more of a spectacle film, which is fine. I I love that too. If you can't recreate the first one, do something completely different with it. I'm I'm 100% okay with that. 
um, it just I grew so attached to a lot of these these kids in this story that I want to see what they're going to do with them next without redoing the first season just now instead of a school they're in a camp or they're um, in boarding school or in college the same thing happens um, so I am curious of how they're going to go about that because uh, Squid Game is getting us a squeeze sequel too I personally don't want one we'll see how that turns out it'll probably 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 be good but uh, you know, well, time will tell. So, uh, moving on from that, moving on to our main topic. And since it just came out, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, July 3rd. Uh, the second half of season four came out uh, the first. So, I'll try to avoid spoilers as much as possible. But if you've seen it, there's some shit to talk about. So, we'll, we'll save that for probably next week when Manny and, and Frank catch up on that. We can talk about it then. We'll get a little more in-depth and spoiler talk. Because I, I imagine by the end of this holiday weekend, a lot of people, if if not most, should be able to, uh, should be caught up by then. Stranger Things, volume, uh, season four, volume two. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, the first episode of volume two is a lot of setup. There are some nice, uh, nice heartwarming moments in there. Uh, with, between some of the characters. And again, it's all built up to what happens in the last episode. Because the last episode is like 2 hours and 15, 30, 2 hours and 35 minutes. So it's basically a film. The, the, the first episode is just a lot of build up and getting us to where we need to go for the final act of the series. Um, everyone is, every group is reunited at this point. Eleven's met up with um, with Will and uh, his brother and uh, Mike and all them. Um, the team back in Hawkins, they're all together. They're working on a plan. You know, uh, Eddie, Steve, um, Nancy, and all of them are there. And then we have the the Russia team. Still not my favorite part. <laughs> and still, I they spent too much time in Russia, in my opinion. I wish they would have gotten out there sooner. But Joyce, Hopper, uh, Murray, and uh, Sergey. Hmm. I want to say Sergey, but it's just a typical name to put in a movie about a Russian. So we'll go with that, I guess. Uh, they're, they're all together. They're all plotting their ideas of what can we do? How do we do this? How do we do that? Um, and I, I like that they were able to coordinate a plan and figuring out that, you know what, they're probably doing something that other these other guys are probably doing something. We have to do our, our, our job on this end. You know, Hopper and Joyce are like, we, we can't, by the time we get there, it's going to be too late. We can help the kids from here by taking care of the problem in Russia um, through deductible reasonability and past experience. They're like, yeah, we can help them from here. It's stupid. It's basically a suicide mission, but we, we, we can do something on our end. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the the Hawkins team, uh, their plan is quite funny, in in a way. It's what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Like the the their plan in theory is a good idea, but uh, <laughs> uh, the way it turns out is not. Uh, the um, uh, eleven. We We spent, man, I really wish Eleven would have met up with the team a lot sooner. 
um, than when she did because I think she goes, I think she gets arrested and sent away by the second episode, maybe even the third. Again, these are long episodes, and the 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 Papa stuff just I I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like that part. Uh, Vecna's uh, background, I could have done without the the Russia stuff. Could have sewn that up a lot sooner, or just not even done it in it. Period. But the um, the first, like I said, the first episode just felt like filler, heavy heavy filler. It was more build up, but it felt like filler. And it wasn't until the last episode where like it all started to unfold. It's like, oh, this is good. This is really really good. Um, they really are tugging at the strings that they are. They're they're really. Really, kind of getting in there with it, and I enjoy that. I really enjoyed the last episode of season four. It's really good. The action, the the music uh, um, choices, excuse me, the music choices for for some of the scenes are great. Uh, Eddie has a really cool scene that was just like it's metal as fuck. Uh, it, it, you you see parts of it in the trailer, so it's not you know it's not a spoiler, but it's it is. Just to see it in its entirety in, in 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 its context is really it just like yeah fuck yeah. Um, the the Vecna stuff just as good. Um, the 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 plan that they kind of pull off with Vecna is really is really good. And then obviously, um, Mister Boy Band himself comes back into this one in this episode just to you know mess up things and. Uh, yeah, again, I could have done without him as well. There, there are things I, I personally would have done different or changed, but to build up drama and stuff like that, it worked. It worked well for what they were trying to do. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But anyways, the final, the final act. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm very hard to. Uh, Avoid spoilers. It just, again, this since so much happens, it's hard to talk about without spoilers. So I'm trying to keep it vague as possible. But um, they they do something with a character that I thought was very surprising, and I thought, okay, cool. Um, um, I didn't think you had the balls to do it, but you did it. But then they backtrack really quick. <laughs> they they're like, nah, no, we're just kidding. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Um, this character is one of my favorites. She has such a good arc. Yeah. We have one one of my favorite arcs in the story uh, in the story as a whole, and to see that 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 story will be continued in season five, I think. In in the way that they present it, I'm not a big fan of it. I was hoping that they either went with what they were going to do or just not do it at all. Because, again, they backtrack on it really quick. And story-wise, it happens, and then this other character can do something that we didn't know. And it's like, oh, well, this feels like kind of a cop-out, and now we got to deal with this storyline, which could be good, but I feel like it's just going to be more filler, dragged out for unnecessary reasons. Um... Yeah, man. Um, again, I want to talk about it so bad, but I, I know that the, the other nerds aren't here, and I, I want to at least save that conversation with us all together. We can really get into the meat and potatoes. But 
the last episode is really good, and we are left on, on a cliffhanger. I, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I thought season four was going to be it. I thought this was the last season, and that season five was going to be like a spin-off quasi-season uh, where we kind of maybe follow stories of Hawking or stuff like that, or maybe even a prequel season, something like that, something like that or maybe more uh, upside-down focused. But, yeah, we're getting a fifth season, and woo, we left on a big, big cliffhanger that if for some reason the show gets canceled or Netflix can't afford to do it, uh, whew, it's a bleak ending. <laughs> and unfortunately, the way that things are right now with, with Netflix, they've, you know, they've got to get their shit together. It is, uh, it's not out of their own possibility to be like, hey, um, we can't afford to do this show. It might take four or five years. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, just be aware of that. But I, I think if this was, let's just say, Unlikely, but if this was last season, that's a hell of a way to end the season. A lot of mystery and intrigue, but also kind of, kind of bleak and kind of cool and warranted. Because uh, that was always a problem that I had, and I, I brought it up on, on the last episode that Vecna. Because again, I, we, we did talk about this that like the upside down and the mind flare and all that. I thought that it was like I thought it, uh, again. It's kind of cheesy and kind of cliche, but like oh, cosmic horror. But the idea of cosmic horror is that, you know, that we fight against the the um the inevitable. We our place in this world means nothing in the grand scheme of things. We are nothing but a little blimp little blip in a thousand blimps of a hundred million blimps of a of a hundred trillion blimps that we're so insignificant no one gives a care about us. And cosmic horror shows that through different means, through story, through insanity, through creatures, through mindsets. And that's kind of what I was hoping for this, that it just kind of stayed this ambiguous thing. Because, again, if you really think about it, they never really defeat the Upside Down or the Mind Flare. They, they close the gate. They close the, the puppet that, that they're controlling, but they never actually hurt the Mind Flare. They never actually hurt the Upside Down. They, they just block themselves away from it. They don't act, there's no way to get rid of the Upside Down. So far, we'll see what Season 5 brings. But there's no way to defeat what's already there. Was the upside down there before us? Was it? Is it because we were made, or were we made because of the upside down? And those are the kind of questions that I think works with cosmic horror. And we kind of, and now that we kind of give it um, a reason why things are happening, and it's very personal. It's like, oh, it's I understand more more personal stakes in the story, but I think it worked better if it was just. This is happening. We had to fight it. Can't beat it, but we can block ourselves off from it. And we just hope that it never finds us. <laughs> and I think that would have worked out a lot better. But um, apparently they've, they've had this whole story planned out. They wanted to go. The Duffer Brothers wanted four or five seasons at best. And they kind of wrote out everything ahead of time. And kind of a general idea where they wanted to go. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Just because with the Mind Flare stuff, it just kind of happens in this season that we were introduced to this bad guy. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on that, but I can see where they were kind of going with it. So, there is that. So, that's, um, that's again, that's one of my biggest complaints about it, is that it just feels too personal of a story when it should be more the characters in interaction with each other should be exactly what it is. But I think the overall arching threat should be more of a, 
Elseworld, wow, we have no idea what we're doing, but we're going to try type of thing. But now that we actually have a physical manifestation of it, it's like, oh, I don't know. I won't, it, it, but it doesn't by any means make it less dangerous or less interesting. It's just I was hoping for the latter half. And again, comparing American TV to like Korean TV, for, for example, uh, television and media, there's a big, vast difference of not, not being afraid to go there, not being afraid to do those things that people people normally wouldn't do or like avert expectations in the best way possible. And this show definitely is a big part of that. But I enjoyed it a lot. Um I will be sad to see it end. Yeah, one more season. I I do actually generally like a lot of these characters except for Mike. Mike is probably my least favorite character. Uh I like Dustin a lot. Um just because he's like, that would probably be me in, in the group when I was a kid. Um, Max is great. One of my favorites. Steve is well, Steve is probably the best character they've written in this story, period. Uh, from where he started to where he is now. I love it. I, I think I think that was done right. I think, because I know um, Will's brother was supposed to be like this underdog, kind of weird. But like, he's for the people kind of and I just think Jonathan is like one of the most useless characters that they have. <laughs> and I don't think I'm the only one that, that thinks this way. Um, I think Jonathan was just a waste of space while Steve is the, is a superstar. <laughs> uh, Nancy is fine. Uh, I can take her or leave her, but you know, I don't want her, you know, I'm not asking to get her character taken off or anything like that. She's just kind of there for me. Murray, Murray grew on me. First time I saw Murray, I'm like, oh, okay, he's a typical weird fringe guy. Okay. We can, you know, we can get, you know, we can get get by with that, I guess. I'm not really uh, too excited, <coughs> excuse me, to see him more. But then we got the, um, the Alexei guy from season three and his interaction with Murray. I'm like, okay, you know what? Murray's really growing on me. And he's, I thought he was a, a standout in this season. He, he was really good. He's really funny. Um... Intentionally funny, but everything he did hit, and it was and it worked. So I'm very excited at that. I still love Hopper. He's still he's from from the very first season. He was one of my favorite favorite characters. I thought character wise, he was the best written one in the first season. And then Steve was like second or third because uh, again, that that's where Steve started to make his his change in the end of the first season. Um, definitely more of a superhero Captain America type in this season, but. I, that's okay. Uh, again, I, I really like the actor. I really like the character, so that's fine. Overall, Stranger Things won't go down as one of my favorite TV shows of all time, um, but it is something I can rewatch again later on. I can go back and watch it again and be just as happy with it the first time than I was. Um, even though you know there's no more surprises, I still like. The, the way that a lot of the story stuff unfolded. Some stuff I could have done without, some things that could have improved, but it, it's, a, it's a flawed show, but but the stuff that works, works so well that you can overlook a lot of the negative things, possibly. Again, I I might have a little more things here and there. I think, uh, in general, people are really happy with it. Um, there's, I am, too. It's just, again, there's a couple characters, a couple things that could have changed seasons here and there to make it a little better. To make it, uh, again, like, all time must watch, but the the impact that it had on, on pop culture, the impact that it had on 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 streaming, I think 
the the significance of Stranger Things is going to be around for a long time. And I think season five is going to go out with a big bang. Um, be prepared. Um, I, I don't think everyone's going to make it out. I don't think that it's going to be an entirely happy ending. I suspect maybe two to three characters will die. Uh, I'm not going to speculate who, um, but don't be surprised is if there's more than one, more than one major death in, within the main cast of the story. I'm hoping for that. <laughs> uh, not that I want them to die, but I think to really raise the stakes, yeah, something has to happen, and I think that's going to happen. I don't necessarily know. Again, I I don't I can't speculate too much because again spoilers, but I am very excited to see what they're going to do with it. There's a couple ways they can do it, yeah, and depending on the budget and the time it takes to do it, it can be pretty fantastic. But they can also mess it up really bad. <laughs> uh, they can do a 180 and just bug it down. They can hit it out of the park. It, it could be a big flop. So far, personally, there hasn't been any bad seasons. Seasons that I like least than others, but I think they're all really solid. So my faith is with the Duffer Brothers that they'll end that they'll they'll end it on a high note. And uh, I suspect a spinoff or something because I don't think Netflix is ready to, to let go of Stranger Things just yet. But as for the main story, it is coming to an end. We will get an ending. We will get a conclusion, and I think we'll be satisfied with it. Again, trying to be on the more optimistic side of it, so I'm very excited about that. With that being said, guys, hopefully next week we can do some spoiler talks, get a little more into it, and you can kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it all and really kind of just let loose all of our emotions because I got some feelings. Uh, this character that I really love... Um, I want to talk about. <laughs> so, with that being said, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday. You can follow us on Instagram on Three Nerds on a Sunday, Facebook, Three Nerds on a Sunday. Uh, we are our YouTube, Three Nerds on a Sunday, Spotify, Apple Podcast, any podcast app of your choice. That's where you can find us. Please like, rate, subscribe, share. If you have any questions, re- uh, reach out to us on, on Instagram. Otherwise, thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.